0: Welcome to CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Mabra. This is your one-stop shop to learn the business side of your practice on a deeper level. On this show, we empower you to own your CEO status, to scale your practice for growth, sustainability, and profit. Listen in as we talk about how to market your practice to gain more visibility, hire, build, and engage your ride-or-die dream team, create streamlined operations, and make financial decisions as a CEO it's time to show up as a confident leader to create a practice in life you love. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandy Mabra. I am so excited to have today's conversation. Literally, I had butterflies in my stomach before I recorded it. And I'm loving the influence that it's having on our private practice CEO clients, and I'm loving the influence it's having on me as I am diving into what you need to do to be a million-dollar practice owner. So over the course of the years, I've always talked to seven figures. I've always talked to, you know, what it takes to have a practice that is efficient That can run without you, that is effective and well oiled and profitable and thriving when you have an engaged team and streamlined operations and you're not working yourself to death, right? Like the power that goes into that. I've always said that message. Over the past, I think, year or so, I've kind of calmed down on talking about a million dollar practice, right? Or what it takes to scale your business to seven figures. And part of it is because. I've never wanted to come across as being scammy or clickbait. And I feel like when you start to say these big numbers, seven figures, eight figures, it automatically draws in people. It makes people feel some kind of way It draws people to think, oh, you're, you know, you're lying or you can't do that. And so at this point in time, I, I have gotten to the place where I have to talk about it more. Why? Because I work with multiple seven figure practice owners and I'm having these conversations Every single day, and then I, you know, my claim to fame is the fact that I can talk to multi-million dollar practices, right? And I can talk to what a practice needs to have that kind of revenue coming in, what the foundation that you need to set for yourself, the CEO mindset that's required. Because I've been there, you know, that is like my my niche. So there's a reason why I work with six-figure, seven-figure practice owners, and even to now seven-figure seven, seven figure practice owners who are scaling to eight figures. So it's an important conversation that we need to have. Um, I know one of two things happen when I start talking about this. It's, is it, it's possible? Like it's really possible or, oh, I want a seven-figure practice. Like I want to have a million dollar practice. I want to be able to bring in that kind of revenue. I want to be able to have that kind of impact and I want to be able to change lives that way, right? And so it definitely, because we're talking about money, it definitely makes you think and makes you stop. And so if you're sitting here listening to this and you're having the emotions around it, I don't blame you. You know, I don't blame you, but I want to challenge you to think about why. Why are you having emotions? Do you think that you can hit it? Do you think that your practice is capable of it? Do you feel uncomfortable with me saying a million dollars? Do you think like, oh, Brandy, there's no way that I can look at my P&L or my profit and loss statement and see a million plus dollars? Well, I have PLs that my clients have given me to go through, to look at, to help analyze, and they have a million plus. So you can absolutely do it. I know it's possible. This isn't a pipe dream. This isn't clickbait. This isn't a scam. You can have a million-dollar practice, right? So I want you to have a million-dollar practice. And so one of the things that I've recognized even during this journey of talking about owning your CEO status is that there's a bigger conversation that needs to be had. And there's more work that we can do. And so even as we're diving into these conversations with our clients, it's been really fun to watch just the recognition of, oh, this is broken, right? And there's more opportunity for us to do this. Or man, I've been sitting on this service that I really wanted to implement and I've just been kind of sitting there because of fear or scared or not too sure what the next step would be, but I'm going to go ahead and move forward with it, right? Or, okay, there's a lot more that I have to do. There's a lot more I can do in order to scale my practice to seven figures. So I want to tell you what's possible. I want to show you what's possible. I feel that that's my true responsibility with the work that I'm doing in the world is to get you to think bigger, to make a bigger impact, to help more people for you to have the lifestyle that you want, for you to have a practice that doesn't burn you out, for you to have a practice that you love, for you to feel inspired and empowered to do your work in the world, right? Your God-given work in the world. And so I take that very seriously. So going forward, I'm going to talk to million-dollar practices. I'm going to talk to seven figures. I'm going to talk to eight figures. And there will be some who listen to this and, and you know, you might feel, no, 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 I don't want that. Like, I'm cool. Your version of your empire is your version. There are owners who I know who are solopreneurs who like being that way, right? There are owners who have no desire to, you know, generate that kind of revenue. And that is okay, right? So your vision is your vision. Your mission is your mission. And so at the root of this conversation is, are you owning your mission? Are you owning your vision? Are you stepping up in a bigger way to have the practice in life that you love? If the answer is no, why? And what do you need to do to change that, right? So this is just to get the conversation started. Um, Of course, I'm going to be here to provide some resources for you and make sure that you're set up for success. And then for my clients who are listening to this, you guys already know I'm going to make sure that you are good and that you are definitely set up for success. So let's talk a little bit more about what a million dollar practice means. And so, like I said, I work with multiple seven figure practice owners, And we are having in-depth conversations about what their practice needs. I will say that when you get to seven figures, what you're focusing on, some of the problems that come with that practice, that type of practice, it's different, right? You're troubleshooting different things compared to when you are at six figures, multi-six figures. It's more foundational work, right? So we're just trying to make sure that you have your systems in place. We're trying to make sure that you have structure. We're trying to make sure that your mindset is good, like really owning that CEO status. In that you have a team that you can now rely on, right? So that's like baseline. However, what that does for you is going to allow for you to scale to seven figures in a, in a faster way, a quicker way, and you won't be on the struggle bus, right? Because you're automatically thinking about your practice differently compared to when you get to a million plus if you have nothing documented policy and procedure wise, your team is like, you've just kind of been winging it with your team. You don't have that buy-in that you really need. Um, If you are in a place where you're not clear on your mission and vision, like that is not a good place to be, right? So that's where folks are like, I just want to get out of this practice and do something completely different. So I want you to know That at the core of this, there is foundational work that you have to do, especially once you hit six figures. And then once you're hitting multiple six figures, there's certain work that you have to do. And then once you hit seven figures, there's certain work that you have to do. But at the end of the day, it's about what do you want? What do you want for yourself? Right? So there are five things that my seven figure practice owners have in common And just using the work from my 15 plus years of business management and leading, growing, building, you know, multi-million dollar practices, there is a common theme. And so today we're going to talk about those five things. And again, I want you to think about what's coming up for you as I'm talking about this, right? And then why are you having maybe the feelings that you're having, whether you're inspired, empowered, mad, or I'm going to turn this off. Why are you feeling that way? Like what's rubbing you wrong about that? Or, what's rubbing you wrong about this conversation? All right, so let's talk about the five things. The first thing when you're thinking about seven figures and what my clients have in common is they control what they have control over, they never put themselves in a box. So, for For this conversation, from all the rest of the conversations, for how I move, I never want you to put yourself in a box. I want you to think outside the box, especially when it comes to your practice, right? So oftentimes, especially when we are trained um, in a certain specialty or when we are focused on like what I can do in the world and what my skill set is, it's very easy to put you in a box, right? To put yourself in a box. I know with the providers that I work with, I know with the clients that we work with, It's very easy to say that I am X, this is what I am trained in, and so this is all I can do. And so I want you to get rid of the box. I want you to think past the box. I want you to get rid of the box, right? And that is one of the things that my practice owners who are at Seven Figures have done. They don't think inside the box. They think about, what do I need in order to bring the revenue in the door? Like, what does that look like, right? And so they are forward thinkers and risk takers. A lot of things that they've put into their practices felt very scary. A lot of them did not know what they were doing when they first dived into it and have just refined it over time to make it work for them. But they knew if I implement this service or if I hire this provider or if I go all in on, on this you know, new division of, of my business, there's going to be gain on the other side of that. Whether if it's gain of helping our our folks in a deeper way, our clients and patients, whether if it's gained from a monetary standpoint, whether if it's gained because it's gonna allow for me to move differently in my practice. Like there's there's risk to everything, especially in business. And so oftentimes people don't wanna take the risk. They don't wanna spend the money, they don't wanna, you know, put themselves out there in a in a weird in a weird way or what feels uncomfortable or, you know, and so you have to get rid of that thinking, right? You have to really show up as an empowered CEO. To put yourself in a position for your practice to be able to even scale to seven figures. They don't hesitate to invest in the practice, their team, or themselves at key stages of business growth, right? So they are not on the struggle bus for long. Like, they recognize very quickly, I'm stuck. This isn't good. I got to this certain place. I need help. I'm getting help right compared to a lot of times with folks who just get to six figures or they're newer in their business or maybe they're they've been able to get to even multi-six they think I'm going to be able to get to that next stage because, because I've gotten this far and you're tr- you're right you will be able to to get to a to the next stage but how do you want to get there do you want to get there by making a lot of mistakes do you want to get there by you know, just winging it all the time. Do you want to get there by making what one of my clients calls, you know, expensive ass mistakes? Like, how do you want to get there? Trial by fire, because I'm confident that you'll be able to figure it out. Absolutely 110% confident that that you will be able to figure it out. But how do you want to do that? So my seven figure client clients, Part of the reason why we work together is because they got tired. They're like, no, I need to move quicker. I need to move faster. So that's how we're even able to talk about, okay, seven figures, now eight figures, right? I want to move faster. I want to put the solutions in place quicker. And so when you work with somebody who knows the answer, you get that answer faster. So that way you can implement it faster in order to move faster, right? Compared to just sitting on the bus thinking, oh, I think I know what I need, but you're not 100% confident for what you need. Number two is they have diverse sources of revenue coming into the practice with a combination of self-pay and reimbursement from insurances. So one of the things that I am saying is that whether you are team cash pay or if you are team insurance or I have a hybrid model, be all in on your practice payment model, right? You want to make sure that you're diversifying how the money's coming in. So if you're cash pay, have that cash coming in in different ways, right so whether if it's contracts or it's consulting or if it's um EAP or if it's you know just straight from seeing clients and patients like whatever that money is coming in but you want to make sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket the second part of this is if you are team insurance so you're part of payers and panels then be team insurance you know and then if there's opportunities for you to bring in self pay or cash then make sure that you're doing that. All of my all of my seven figure clients are a combination of both. And so one of the things that I want you to understand is that when you decide your payment model, go all in on it so that way you can have a choice for how you move, right? And you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. So one of the owners that I work with, you know, they are team insurance. So they have definitely made sure that they've diversified their payment models. So they're not like eggs aren't all in one basket with one insurance company, but they are staffing accordingly to what each payer needs. So for example, one payer is cool with having um, like associates and interns. So they're staffing to that, right? And so the world is your oyster when you are building this and making sure that you're setting yourself up for success. And every practice, every multi-million dollar practice that I've been part of it's always been, this is what it is. We've always had a combination of either self-pay, cash, or or been part of panels, right? And that's always been our model. And then where there's opportunities for us to pull out of certain networks, we've always had that choice because all of the money that's coming in has been diversified. So make sure that the revenue, again, isn't just in one basket. The third thing is they have multidisciplinary practices. You know, they started out as like a niche specialty and then expand it over time. So you want to make sure that you are getting really good. And that's usually what happens. That's how you get to six figures, right? So you've like, I am this type of owner. I am this type of practitioner. This is this type of practice and you get full. And it's very simple most times to get full, whether if it's putting your profile on a certain internet directory, or maybe you've been able to build up a couple referrals. Um, it's easy to get your schedule full. It starts to become more complex when you start to add additional services or you're wanting to add on additional providers for my group practice owners. And that's where things start to become a little bit more complicated, right? Like you don't have the width, like the marketing bandwidth or the amount of visibility that you need sometimes in order to start to leverage with multidisciplinary. In my version of multidisciplinary, it's not just like different types of specialties. No, it's like different types of services. It's different types of providers. Um, You're basically serving. And what my clients do, my seven-figure clients, is that you're serving your folks, your patients, and your clients in a deeper way, whatever that looks like for you and whatever serves for your practice, right? It all goes back again to that mission and that vision. So they all started out niche, And one of the examples that come to mind would be like Lululemon. I like this example. Lululemon started out as just workout pants. That was it. They are the ones who invented the, you know, the leggings with the cell phone pocket, right? And that was their claim to fame. They only started out that way. Lululemon today now has pants and jackets and and bags and water bottles and everything, Right, but they only started out with that one thing. So you have to remember that there's levels to this, right? Seven figure practices. One of the things I don't want to paint is like, oh, you know, all your dreams will come true if you get to seven figures. Like, there everything will be fine and wonderful and fantastic. No, there is a process to this, right? And so, but you have to stay consistent, and you have to be paying attention to what is that next thing that our people need, right? And so, going back to the Lululemon example. They knew like, okay, they have, everybody has these great pants. What else do they need with those pants? Oh, they probably need a shirt. Oh, they probably need a jacket. You know what? They get thirsty when they are working out or walking or running to the grocery store. So let me create a water bottle, right? So you want to look at your practice in the same way. Number four is they leverage the practice. So they use revenue, profit, business credit, and other sources of funding to make more money. Whether if it's investing in their team, marketing, real estate, leveraging you know, the, the building that they've bought, or you know it's all about how can I take what's happening within my practice and, and create something bigger with it, right? What I see most times in this space is people get tired. They think that the grass is greener on the other side, so they give up their practice and then go start a new business, and you don't really recognize, or maybe you don't know, like when you are trying to run any business. And especially if you're trying to run a practice, you have to know business. You have to know how to run a business. You have to learn about it. You have to want to learn about it. So even if you go out and you start another business, that doesn't necessarily mean that that business is going to be any better, right? And so the other part of this is that if you start a second business and you still have your practice, now you're trying to play like in this dual role, right? So I think about a particular practitioner Who she showed up on Instagram talking about how tired she was because she has like four companies at this point in time. None of them have been built up, right? So it's like a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here compared to if you just go all in on your practice, right? If you just leverage your practice, if you just build up your practice, if you use that revenue, if you use that profit in order to build up the practice, you're gonna be able to do so much more with it, right? Regardless of the services that you wanna provide. Everything can be done in that practice. You don't have to go out and start like a whole new business or create like a whole new job for yourself in order to get to seven figures. And if you are, then actually you're making it harder for yourself to even get there, right? So you have to be very focused. That's the other thing is that, you know, my seven favorite clients, they're focused. They are focused on top of focused, right? So they stay true to the course. If they identify a market opportunity, then they're going into that market opportunity and... They're just moving along, right? And then they're refining as they go. And it's really fun to watch, you know, how they, how they show up. But you want to make sure that you are leveraging the practice to its full capability. And even to go into this a little bit deeper, statistically, out of every single type of entrepreneur, you as a practitioner are set up the best to have a million-dollar practice, a million-dollar business out of every single entrepreneur, every single type. So if you are thinking, oh, I need to be that type of entrepreneur, you're almost shortchanging yourself. Healthcare is, I don't want to call it completely recession-proof, but if you are in healthcare, there's so many more opportunities that you can dive into, that you can do Compared to other industries, right and so statistically you were set up better than any other type of entrepreneur. I want you to recognize that and we'll dive into there's my new training the million dollar practice you know shameless plug but we're going to dive into more reasons why you were set up for success out of every other other type of entrepreneur so if you were sitting there looking at your favorite Instagram person thinking, oh, I would love to be to get to where they are, you can, and you're actually probably bet, better set up today to do that than what they were when they first started, right? So just own what your expertise is, own the fact that you have this clinical skill set. I mean, the amazing thing is that even with the seven figure practice owners that I work with, you would not even know, like you wouldn't know these aren't like mega influencers with 100,000 followers. At the most, they have maybe two thousand like seriously at the most and they are doing amazing things in the world amazing things in their practices making impact i mean they have been on tv they have been able to um speak on stages really big stages they have been able to um just do really fun things like personally. So some of the stories are, and that may be what you've heard. And even some of the stories that I've shared with my clients is that where they've come to calls, you know, one of them got fresh on a call asked, um, you know, how was your weekend? How was your, you know, how's things been going? Oh, I just got back late last night. I just closed a real estate deal in Vegas. Another one, you know, Hey, you know, how was your weekend? Oh, girl, I just got back from Paris, you know, I just decided to do a last minute girls trip, you know, and it's just, it's really fun to watch that. You know, it's really fun to see them taking a month off because they can, and their practice doesn't burn down in the process and the money still continues to come in the door. So it is completely possible for you to have this, but you have to definitely leverage your practice, right? So number five, and this even goes into some of the marketing piece is that they have really large referral networks and community buy-in, you know one of my seven figure practice owners she's not even on social media like at all at like at all, so it's not a requirement for you to again have a hundred thousand followers to be some big time influencer now, of course, if that's what you want to do, then from a marketing standpoint, absolutely, but I don't want you to think in order to have a million dollar business, I have to do this. No, you don't. You have to be really engaged on how you want to market your practice. Make sure that you're showing up and helping people in a deeper way. And you build, build your network. And regardless of how you're showing up, even from a marketing perspective, like your net worth is your network, right? And so you want to make sure that you are still putting yourself in a position to get referrals. Right. In order to say, like, oh, I have this new service, or I started this new thing, or I just hired this new provider, and you're able to get the schedules filled, and you don't have to just rely on one type of marketing tactic. Right. And so when you have a large referral network, that is so helpful. So you can do that by. Focusing on connections and partnerships, attending events, conferences, speaking to groups, you know, workshops are a really great way and expand the practices brand to bring in more clients and patients into the practice. And so one of the things I do know and what I do see is that from a marketing perspective, are you clear on your marketing? Are you clear on who you're meant to help? Because my seven figure clients like they are very clear. They are like, I know who my person is. I know who I'm meant to help. I know who's, who's supposed to be in this practice. And that's who we're going to go after. That's who we're going to connect with. Right. And they schedule appointments or they come in for services or, you know, they book, you know, consultations. Like, so it's not, it's, I don't want to say that it's easy, but it's not as hard if you're focused again, remember, it's about being focused. So That's it. Those are the five things that my seven-figure practice owners have in common. I'm going to go through them one more time. They control what they have control over. They have diverse sources of revenue coming into the practice. They have a multidisciplinary practice. They leverage the practice, and they have a large referral network and community buy-in. Those are the five things that they have in common. So Again, I want you to know that you can definitely have a seven-figure practice. You don't have to sit there and feel like I can't do this or I have to be broke um, or that I can't make an impact or or I can't pay myself a good salary, you absolutely can. You just have to think bigger and you have to be committed to what your vision is and what your mission is and be very clear. So like I said, I know not everybody's going to listen to this and be like, oh, yeah, I want a seven-figure practice. But for those of you who are, I want you to dive into it, right? I want you to definitely set yourself up for success and to feel good about it because you can definitely achieve it. I see it every day. I've worked in it you know, for years and years and years and years and years. And so I love the conversation. I love talking about it. I think it's a really interesting conversation to bring up. And I love specifically focusing on private practices because again, statistically, you are set up better than any other entrepreneur if you want to go ahead and go after a million dollar business. So, you do have some homework from this episode. I want you to really step into this, right? So, I want you to get really clear on are you in alignment with your vision for the practice, right? Where's the practice going? What are your plans? What's your vision? What's your mission? Oftentimes, when we first open our businesses, we might have a vision, we might have a mission, but as the business grows, you know, as more money's coming in the door, as you're helping more people, then your mission and vision can change. And especially if you are my folks who have already hired, your vision can will change, right? Because now you're bringing in different experiences, you're bringing in different personalities, you're bringing in different backgrounds, you know? And so you want to make sure that that mission and vision, because you are the CEO of your practice, is in alignment with how you need to move, right? And so you want to be clear on that mission and vision. The second thing that you need to do is thinking about, you know, what are some of the opportunities that maybe you are missing out on in your practice, right? So if you have dreams of getting to seven figures, what's the opportunity? You know, what are some things that maybe are going well in your practice? What are some, maybe some opportunities to change things up in your practice and really get clear on that. then the third thing is create your action plan. What do you need to do in order to get to seven figures? One of the things that I love about revenue and expenses and and just the financial piece. It just comes down to math, right? So depending on your staffing model, your payment model, and you know, some of those things definitely come into play, but what does it take for you to get to seven figures? If your practice is at a place, whatever that revenue number is, what would you need to do? Who would need to be part of that practice in order for you to get to seven figures? And you go after that, right? And so right now we are in quarter three halfway through, like, what, what is this? Like, at this time of the training, we're about two weeks in. And so it's important for you to recognize for this quarter, what are you, are you where you want to be? You know, if not, then why? And what do you need to do to change that? Right? So for me, in order to step into this million dollar practice, a little bit more, and for me to definitely show up in a way that excites me, in a way that I feel that I can help you, then I want to make sure that you are doing the number one thing and the number one requirement to even grow and scale your practice to seven figures, right? Like you have to learn business. You have to learn how to run your practice. You have to learn how to hire. You have to learn how to engage your team. You have to learn how to... Understand when there's a bottleneck and how you're in, how you are impacting that, or how maybe your team is impacting that. You have to understand your money. You have to have the right partners to help you. Right. So it's important for you to recognize that this is a journey, but I want you to be set up for success. So I am hosting my brand new training called the Million Dollar Practice. I would love for you to join me. Everything will be in the show notes for you to register. Um, it's going to be a 90 minute free training for us to dive into this conversation a little bit deeper and to really help set you up for success to make sure that you are put, putting yourself in the best possible light to scale to seven figures. Again, if that's your desire, right? This whole process is about you being in alignment with your mission and your vision and making sure that you are stepping into what you know to be your God given talent, right? Your God given purpose. So I want to make sure that you're set up for success. So there is power in staying put and being patient when growing your practice to seven figures. And so I really want to make sure that you understand what it takes for where you're at now in your journey and where you need to go and maybe some things that you can do differently to set yourself up for, for success, for sure. So... I hope that you will join me in this journey and thank you so much for listening to this specific podcast and I will see you guys next time.